Welcome to the Intelligent Investing Podcast, where modern portfolio theory can suck it. A student of the school of Graham and Doddsville and a clergy member of the Church of Warren Buffett, here's your host, Eric Schlein. Hi, this is Eric Schlein. You're listening to the Intelligent Investing Podcast. And today we have on David Flood, who is a private investigator private investigator a private investor from the uk david welcome to the show thanks for having me on well, you are kind of like a private investigator too with the way that you're looking at you know for these obscure businesses yeah it, it, i think yeah it's it really is with some of them the particular the dark ones it's it's like you're a private investigator because you kind of you're having to sort of like use google maps and stuff and like spy on management and see how many cars have got parked in the car park exactly you see how i just saved my fuck up right there of introducing you that's (laughs) that's how i did it (laughs) anyway so uh we're going to talk about a company called tsr inc tsri is the ticker tell tell us about this business so this is a tiny listed business it's on the nasdaq um it's much like a lot of the other companies that i look at it's uh it's got a market cap of about six million dollars um now, do you care cash. if something's listed on the NASDAQ versus OTC? No, it doesn't make any difference okay. to me. The, the only difference maybe is you might see a little bit more volume with the listed uh, companies, um, but it doesn't really matter too much to me. The only difference maybe is you maybe you see a few more small value shops buying the, the listed um, nano caps rather than the OTC, where it's probably a lot more just uh, retail investors. Okay, but so you, really ha- you haven't found me. a difference in performance between the nasdaq ones and the otc ones no only really maybe with the dark pink sheets um just because some people are a bit wary of those companies but then often that they you can do that, interview- that, you, that you do better with the dark pink sheets as you're saying um you can do better but it can be more volatile and you can have to wait longer for something to happen but Got then it. equally when something does happen you could see probably the largest moves that you'll see of any of the stocks with those what's um, the craziest move that you've seen with one of those uh, it's probably with uh, some that Dan Shum's written about. I think Hema was dark when he was buying that at the start. Uh, Sema, which he bought, which was like a hundred bagger in like three years. That was a grey market one. Uh, and then there was another one he bought, Clancy Systems. That was crazy. That that ran up, I think, a few thousand percent. It was it was completely nuts. That crazy. one. Crazy. So yeah, it's the 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 dark ones. They they. Uh, they're the most volatile. You might have to wait the longest for something to happen, but then the price moves that you'll see are, are just completely insane with them. Yeah. So tell us about this one. So this company, it's been around for decades. Again, I think it was founded in back in 1969. And they basically do um, contract computer programming services for companies. Um, and it's one that piqued my interest because um, Zeph Capital owns 22% of the shares. So I thought I'll I'll take a look at this one because I like to kind of look through his portfolio and see what he owns. Um, and the float on this one is 860,000 shares. So as soon as I saw that, I thought, right, I'm really interested in this because the more illiquid it is, the more I, I'm interested because the right. most illiquid, the illiquid stocks have the biggest upward moves when demand increases. Um, so that really interested me. Um, and then it was selling a, a small discount to book value um it's got 2.7 million in cash um and again it swings from profit to loss like a lot of these other tiny companies insiders own about 56 percent of the common um and then it looked like it was sat in a low range on the price chart so that was kind of enough for me to uh 
to dive in and buy some shares. <clears throat> Interesting. And what does this business do? So ba- all they do is they, they basically provide contract uh, computer programming services for company. And I think they might do a supply okay. of like kind of computer devices as well and various things like that. I'm assuming they've kind of evolved over the years because they, they started back in like 69. So Right, that's what I was wondering if they, they've they've if they've if they've moved uh, they've pivoted into different businesses over the years. Yeah, I think they've kind of evolved a bit over the times because um, obviously computers weren't really much of a thing back then. Um, right. It's relatively new technology, but I think yeah, the main kind of part of the business is now is the the contract out computer programming services and then other kind of software and uh, computer device supply and stuff. Now, what is this thing where they had a settlement with the company's largest shareholder? Do you know anything about that? I'm not sure. I I, <laughs> I don't really spend a huge amount of time before I, I buy an initial position in a company. Okay, yeah, there, so there, there was a PR uh, from April 13th, so just you know about a week ago. All right, okay, I've not and they seen said, that. Um, so in. there was a net loss for the quarter. Mm-hmm. And then they said during the five, this is kind of big news, it seems like, you know, any, any news seems to be big news with these mm-hmm. businesses. Uh, during the quarter, yeah. five members of the board resigned in accordance wow. with the settlement agreement entered into August 2019. Um, the new board is, I actually, I wonder if this is the same guy, consisting of Tim Erickson. Oh, uh, right. I know yeah, Tim, yeah, I think I know. I'm assuming it's the same Tim Erickson, uh, Robert yeah. Fitzgerald. And mm-hmm. myself, this is a guy named mm-hmm. Bradley Turpak, chairman. Oh, yeah. You know who that is? Uh, I don't know who he is, no. Okay. Um, we are, uh, and myself, have been working diligently to improve the company. We are committed to working with and for shareholders rather than spending money to fight against them. Mm-hmm. As part of that, we have implemented a number of changes, including appointing Thomas Salerno, CEO, and settling the matter with the company's largest investor. Oh, right. Cool. Yeah. So you didn't even know that, huh? I didn't even know that. No, I mean, as I say, a lot of these companies, I'm, I'm just kind of like looking at the right. price chart and the balance sheet, a few of the things like the share count, the market cap, and then if everything kind of lines up, I'll buy an initial position. Once I've bought an initial position, then I kind of start to follow the company a lot more. I find if I don't own shares in the company, I'm less likely to follow it. But once I've bought some shares, then I'll start to kind of dig into the company a bit more. And well, that start seems like big news, filing. right? That seems like mm-hmm. relevant news. Right that is there. great news. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Cool. And anything else about TSR? Uh, not not much to report other than what, what we've talked well, about. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, uh, David, it was a pleasure having you on. Thanks for having me on, Eric. You got it. All right. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Intelligent Investing Podcast with Eric Schlein. If you'd like to connect with Eric for questions, comments, feedback, ideas, or to inquire about being on the show, please contact Eric at intelligentinvesting at gmail.com. So, in the words of Charlie Munger, I have nothing to add.